Welcome to a brand new episode of Front End Happy Hour. This is episode 42 and we'll be talking about work-life balance. We are joined by one of our favorite guests who is now joining us for the fourth episode, Sarah Showers. Sarah. Sarah, can you give us a brief introduction of who you are, what you do, and what your favorite happy hour beverage is? And has it changed in the fourth episode? I don't remember what it was before. Um, <laughs> this will be the true test. We'll have to go back and listen. Um, so I am Sarah Showers. I am a uh, software engineer hyphen UI at LinkedIn. Favorite happy hour beverage right now? Probably a penicillin. What is a penicillin? It is a whiskey-based cocktail. It is a blended scotch with a honey, simple syrup, lemon juice, and a Laphroaig float. Sounds awesome. Yeah, I drink that. I don't know if I've ever had one. I have, but I think I was really drunk. Oh, so you, you might need to try it again. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's also go around the table and give brief introduction to today's panelists. Derek, you want to start off? Yep. Uh, Derek Shower, Senior Software Engineer at LinkedIn. Uh, Gus Sissian, Front-end Engineer at Evernote. I'm Brian Hole, and I only go on podcasts where I work at the company that the majority of those people are in. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way I'll do it. There's only one Netflix today. Yep. And I'm Ryan Burgess. I'm a software engineering manager at Netflix. In each episode of the Front End Happy Hour podcast, we like to choose a keyword that if it's mentioned at all, we will all take a drink. What did we decide today's episode is? Stress. 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 So at any point in this episode, if we say the word stress, we will all take a drink. All right, let's get started. What does work-life balance mean to each of you? I think for me, I've finally gotten to the point where I'm finding my feet um, as a newer software engineer. Um, So three years since I started my engineering boot camp, two and a half years actually doing this professionally. Work-life balance was kind of like, I was working evenings and weekends a lot, a lot, a lot. Just, I felt like to get by. Now I'm finally at that place where I like, I have nights to myself to work on like, things that I care about and things that I have fun about. So while I'm still writing code, it's not necessarily for work, it's more for like my own personal gain. And I really appreciate that I have that time now that I didn't have earlier on when I was getting started. So do you find when you were starting, you were actually working on work work, like even on the weekends? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, it's nice when you can actually code for what you want to do and get a break from the work. For sure. Yeah, at least for me, like a company that values life, work-life balance, to me, it's like that company values me as like a person and individual and not just like some machine that just <laughs> writes code for them. I, I don't know, but like actually when I started like at Evernote, like, um, I was like so excited to code, so like even weekends I would code. But now that I feel like I'm more of an adult now, I guess I'm an, <laughs> I'm an adult. Uh, like I, I definitely like value having work-life balance because I don't have enough time to just always be coding. Like I have like other responsibilities in my life. So. And didn't your manager at the time encourage you not to work on? <laughs> no, weekends? it's so true. Yeah, you did. You did. So. But yeah. I don't know. That guy kind of, kind of sounds like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> For me too, it's it's really just yeah, not working all hours of the day and actually taking a break. And even 
I mean, I love to code in my free time as well, but I think sometimes it is taking a break from that as well is like doing something outside of it. Like even Augustus, you said you, you have things, other things that are going on. You can't just always be coding. And I think, yeah, Sarah, it is a good thing to code on the weekends for something you want to do. But I think sometimes it's just getting away from that altogether. Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, like I've had jobs where like I worked stupid amount of hours and emphasis on the stupid and then i had i've had jobs where i had really really good uh work-life balance you know working you know up to 40 hours a week rather than more than 40 hours a week and you know 40 hours a week is not necessarily a magic number it's not the number where you feel like you have work-life balance like sometimes when you have like lots of shit going on in your life or you're working on stressful projects or you're working on projects like you don't know how to do cause a lot of stress cheers cheers, cheers. Yeah, like that that number can fluctuate up and down how much like how much capacity you have to give and I think it's just kind of on you to learn enough about yourself to figure out like your well, right? Like how much you have to give. Cuz something my dad always used to say is you can't draw from an empty well, right? So if you're just totally exhausted and you keep trying to pull from yourself, you're just you're digging yourself deeper and you're, you know, on the fast path to to burnout. So yeah, it's a, it's a ever moving balance. One thing that, um, that I like to think about is when I go on vacation, I like to make sure that I'm turning everything off. So, uh, I'll make sure that, you know, Slack is at least notifications are turned off so I can, I, I guess so that I can check it, but I never end up doing that. Um, but I know a lot of people, you know, that feel like they have to check in every day or, or, um, you know, a few, even a few times a week. But I think like, it's really important that if you go on vacation, you just need to take the time away. And I mean, I guess it's to each is to own. And if you, if that doesn't, if that doesn't stress you out, then I mean, I guess that's fine, but cheers. Cheers. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like a sense of renewed energy when I get back to work if I don't work versus if I go on vacation and I'm constantly checking email or, or, or you know, checking in on things, then I've never really got the... No, I think that's way. a really good way to maintain like a good, healthy work-life balance. It's like you need those breaks and that's what vacations are for. And I mean, I'm guilty. Sometimes I will jump on my email because I'll be less stressed. Cheers. 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 When I come back to work. Yeah, I was about to make that point. I'm actually the opposite of Derek when we're on vacation. I like to periodically check in. So when I, I get back to work for the first day, I don't have, you know, 10 days worth of emails to catch up this on. This is why I bring this up because, you know. Because it, it bothers you. you. Does it stress <laughs> Does it stress you out? So this is actually a problem between Sarah and I. <laughs> so I have a solution for that. Just when you get back, declare email bankruptcy like I do every day. Just like ignore them all, delete. Archive everything. Yeah, I mean, I figure if after 10 days, I'm gonna get someone something fired. wasn't that urgent that it didn't you know, require a text message or someone reaching out to me, it's probably not gonna be that important. I need to check in on it when I'm not in the office. I don't even take my work computer with me, so it's not like I could do anything. I'm sorry, but none of us are that important too. You should be able to go away and everything should function without you. It, you're not that important. Yeah, to you the said business. should a lot in that sentence. That's yeah. Yeah, so that's a, yeah, so that's a good keyword. <laughs> yeah. So like, I have a problem with vacations that like, I love to, I love to travel internationally. I love to see the, the world. And for me, like I'll go to these, like these crazy vacations. I'll like see all of Italy in like 10 days. And I get back and I'm actually a little bit more stressed than when I left. Like I kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is turning out to be a good one. So like, I think you need both kinds of 
of vacations, right? Like you need to like spend a week in the Dominican Republic and just like ch chill out at like an all-inclusive resort. And then that there is space for something like seeing a foreign country and doing all sorts of really cool stuff as well. But, you know, kind of stressing yourself out a, a little bit more in the process. You need some downtime after the vacation. Yeah, definitely. So like for me, I've learned that I need to come back on like Saturday morning, Friday night so that I have the weekend to recuperate and then get ready to go back to work. Because if I come back Sunday night and immediately go to work, it's Especially with the time change and you're going on an international trip and coming. Yeah, that's not, it's not fun. Yeah, it's, it sucks. Yeah. So I guess we kind of touched on it a little bit, but how are each of you at maintaining a good work-life balance? Do you feel like you do a good job of it? I, for one, do not. Like, I feel like I could do a lot better. There's times when I do a decent job of it, but then there's times where I just feel like I get sucked in and, and work is always on my mind. So it, Can I ask you a personal question? Yeah. How's that changed since the baby? Uh, it's been a forcing factor. He's more important than anything at that point. So if he's hungry or, you know, needs something that trumps everything. So it's forced me to be a little better at it. <laughs> I think my problem is that like if I, if I see an email come through or a message come through, I, it, it takes me, I have a really hard time um, ignoring it and thinking about something else, especially if it's something that annoys me or you know I don't know it's just like so even you know I'll be like in the middle of dinner or like in the middle of a conversation with somebody and I'll see this email and I'm like okay I'm not gonna I'm not gonna think about it I'll respond tomorrow or later tonight but then like that's all I can like concentrate on so I, I think like there's ways around that though so something that I try to do is put my phone on do not disturb mode yeah. um, like I even do that during work hours um, like you know I give myself blocks of time like an hour and a half to write code and I turn everything on do not disturb because the type I think it's just I don't think all people are like this but the type of person I am I think there are others like this that like you see something and you just feel like you have to respond to it I get anxiety over the notification numbers so I've started to turn off a bunch of my uh, yeah. notifications I, so I don't even get them having notification badges on my phone oh it drives me nuts and actually I'm a little upset Android 8 now has them they've added them in it the beauty of using an Android phone was you didn't have notification numbers, so it was perfect, or the badging, and now they've added it, so that kind of sucks. I mean, I, I think, well, as we talked about, I used to be terrible, but I think I've gotten a lot better at it, uh, but it's still, like, really daunting to, like, when you see a notification. I feel like everything's just so wired together that, like, it's, it's really easy to, like, message someone about something, and I'll, like, take a look, and if it's something that I feel like is blocking that person, then... I'll try, I'll try to respond, but granted, I don't think the obligation is that I need to respond. No, I think that's probably part of it too, is sometimes I'll even, I'm guilty for it, is I'll email someone not expecting them to respond, but it was like, I was thinking of it, and so I can get it off my plate by sending it to them. I don't expect a response, but sometimes I'll get the response, I'm like, wait, I, I'm sorry for bugging <laughs> you on your weekend, that's not what I was looking yeah. for. And so I think that's kind of bad too is you're you're feeding into that by trying to get someone else to respond yeah i'm super good at ignoring that stuff yes. really good Literally. well first of all my email box is really filtered mm -hmm. like so it's you have to it usually needs to be like a personal email that you send directly to me to make it into my like focused part of my email box Fuck you've you got that to work I, can, I have tried so hard to get things days, out of my focus. Days of my life. I move every single thing. So Outlook, so what we're talking about, Outlook has this focused in other, similar how Gmail has primary and like yeah. other tabs, yeah. right? But Gmail works a lot better. <laughs> a million times better. 
yeah. Don't Outlook. don't fire us, Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they're they're dog fooding their product. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. So what I'm saying is we have a lot of opportunities here. <laughs> Anything automated whatsoever. If I see it in my inbox, the first thing I do is make a filter for it, put it into a folder, and then never look at the folder. <laughs> uh, and then just aggressively marking everything as unimportant that's not important and then ignoring it forever. And then like on the weekends and time off and like if I'm doing something important, then like I just don't look at my phone. The first thing that was like really like a revelation in my uh, work-life balance was turning off like the ringer on any notification that's email. Right, so no email should be enough, important enough for me to look at it immediately. It should never interrupt what I'm doing, whether that's personal or at work. I, I should not immediately have to look at email. If you need to immediately get a hold of me, come find me, send me a Slack message, you know, paper airplane, something like not email. I would agree. So you're saying like you've turned it off so you don't get any notification, any vibrate, anything at all. It doesn't, they're not on your notification screen on the phone, anything. Yep. Yeah. Email is like long response. If you send me an email, you're expecting a long response cycle. This is not print enough right now to immediately bring it to my attention. I always used to have notifications where the email would go to the screen. It didn't make a sound or vibration yeah. or anything. But I recently turned that off altogether. And that has also removed the badging on iOS uh, for Gmail. And I'm in love with that. Cause like I check my email enough times throughout the day that I don't need the notifications. Yeah, I check it like twice a day and like that's that's it. Yeah. And, and I think if you if you do respond right away, you're you're helping the problem or you're hurting the problem, I guess I should oh, say. Yeah, you're you're feeding it, you're reinforcing it. There you yeah, go. Yeah. You so suck. Like, that's this you suck. That's <laughs> Yeah, I mean I think you know, if you reply to something right away, people are going to start to, to see that and then expect that from you. So, um, yeah. I mean, I feel like there should be like this general assumption that like two to three business days or something. I don't know. Not immediately is what I say. Okay. And if it's, That's fair. and I might miss it because like I just, email's not the best way to get a hold of me. I figured like if you really need it, you'll, you'll find another way to contact me. I wish I had a bot to just respond to all my emails. That'd be perfect. Ooh. I don't know if there's a smart enough one yet. I don't know, the Gmail one's pretty good. It is pretty good. It starts to suggest uh, responses. Yep. I was like, shit, that sounds like me. <laughs> the one day I almost wrote exactly what it said. That's creepy. But yes, it's getting smart. I want to see what Brian's responses are. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> what does your companies do to help foster good work-life balance? I like LinkedIn's in-days. Those are kind of fun. What's an in-day? It's once a month. It's They have various themes. Like They have like culture day where you come and they do various activities and that kind of help you get into the culture or wellness like to help you be like more healthy and then if you just need a day to take off no one's really upset if you just go home but the one thing is that's consistent across the board you cannot work oh like you legitimate aren't doing project no. work or yeah anything. no meetings it's also our hack day if nice. you participate in it's hacks like when we do our sprint planning we take so this i'm in a nine day sprint this sprint because we have an end day next friday um, and our manager supports that, our PM supports that. Um, it's a given. Yeah, in-days are sponsored by an executive, so one theme is owned by some you know, upper-level executive. So yeah, it's all the way from the top that this is like part of the culture that they're really trying to promote. 
That's awesome. Yeah, because if if not everyone followed it, then it actually causes probably more problems. Because if like your team was doing it and my team wasn't doing it, then we're trying to interact, and it's like, oh well, they're on their in day, and our team isn't respecting that. Mm -hmm. Like that would be difficult. Like I know I've seen the. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it at companies where they have the no meeting days. (laughs) Ours, Ours is a joke. I've seen some people at Netflix that have it, and some teams totally respect it on their team level or even org level, but then. If no one else follows it, then it's a little wonky because you go to schedule a meeting with them. They're like, no, it's no work, you know, no meeting Wednesday. And you're like, oh, but we're all meeting and you're the only one that's not. It's weird. Airbnb has company-wide no meeting Wednesday. See, and that's awesome. Yeah, that'd be cool. We have no meeting Wednesdays and most of my meetings are on Wednesdays. (laughs) See, and that doesn't make sense. Or the other problem is that your Thursdays are the worst. (laughs) (laughs) For Evernote, like we have work from home Wednesdays and then we naturally don't put any meetings on that day but i guess it's like for us it's just like you dial in if there's like a meeting but the nice thing is when you're working from home people are less inclined to like put a meeting for you because they want you there (laughs) they want you in person or they're not coming up to your desk and (laughs) bugging you in the middle of while you're coding too yeah exactly so does the whole company do that so yeah actually good question uh it's actually just my team i think some other teams want to do it but it's like on a team by team basis so one thing i like about netflix is weird for me in some ways because and brian you've dealt with this too is that we had like a commute like we both lived in san francisco and going an hour to los gatos in some ways i actually like it in the fact that it's a forcing factor when i worked at evernote i didn't have a forcing factor because i had a really short commute i had like a five minute walk from the building and that was great in in all that i didn't have to commute but it made me stay there so much later because i was like "Ah, i don't have to commute home with the shuttles it kind of forces me to do that and i also like that there's early shuttles not like you're waiting till like six or seven at night i leave at 4 30 which is awesome and just being able to leave at that time it forces me to actually say nope gotta go and like on my calendar i block it off so that people aren't scheduling meetings at that time which is nice i think though so i've, I've also commuted long distance i think the flip side of that is at least when i did it is i i hate ending the day rushed and like feel like i didn't finish whatever i was working on so often what i'll do with that is then when i get home I'll, you know, I want to finish like what I was working on and then I end up working longer than I should at home. So I, I guess my point is, I think there's ways to be disciplined about it. I do agree with, with what you're yeah. saying at, at its but core, but I think you can also do that when you have a short commute. Sure. Um, and then you have, a, and then you have a lot of time. So like, like if you can find a way maybe to break up your day. So like something that I've tried to do is go to the gym. Um, like I do it in the mornings a lot just because I like the mornings, but the afternoon is actually kind of nice too, because then you're like, you go to the gym for enough time to like maybe forget about what you've like been, but I, I guess just what I'm saying is some sort of barrier. And yeah. I guess to, I guess it works to your point too. Like the barrier is the commute. In, in totally. Your well, and for me, it's like I'm in meetings all day long, but that's pretty much my day. And so it's a forcing factor for me to leave. And I actually find in that hour when I'm on the shuttle, I get a ton of work done so that when I get home, I don't have any work to deal with or anything. So there's times when I've drove to work and then so I'm driving and you can't work while you're driving. And then that actually impacts my evening because I will feel like I have almost an hour to make up because there was a couple things I wanted to deal that's with. That's true. I, I, when I commuted, I commuted via Caltrain and... Um, and that's it, tough. Yeah, yeah, you don't have you the Wi-Fi. Really yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it made a huge difference that there was like Wi-Fi on a shuttle and stuff like that. Yeah, what, that's what, a big thing. What I liked about Netflix in particular regards to that is... Like 4.30 was around the, when the first shuttle was taking off. 
So after 4.30, there was zero meetings planned because you could not guarantee that anyone was going to show That's up for it. That's a good point, it. yeah. Whereas like at LinkedIn, I get meetings like at 5.30 sometimes. Yeah. And like I, sometimes I was planning to leave at 5. I was like, oh, well, I, gotta, I guess I got to stick around for my meeting. So I did appreciate that. Yeah, the rest of the team that's not commuting, you look around, they're pretty much all gone too, which is really nice. Like yep. there's not many people staying there like really late. And I've noticed, and I don't know if this is to you, the reason that you just explained, maybe it is, and I really thought about it before, is when I worked in in um, the, the like uh, South Bay, which is near where Netflix is, uh, I guess more people are commuting, and I do feel like people left earlier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas think. in the city, I mean, everyone lives within walking or a quick bus ride and or bike ride, and I do feel like people stay later. Also, one of the things that I thought was good, I, which I think all of our companies have, is unlimited vacation. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. I, I honestly hope that we all take advantage of it. Sometimes I don't think we do as much as we could, but it is nice to have the unlimited vacation. So even if you need a day off to run errands, go to the doctor or something little, like just dealing with something, it doesn't impact your actual vacation time. It's just, you can go and, you know, take a day to go do something. And that's not really a big deal. I think this is an interesting topic though. No, I, I, yeah, I think this can go both ways. Like you can, it's also, so it's similar in a way to remote, to working remotely you have more freedom to to take more vacation or to um, maybe not work all day if you work remotely. But then again, I think that people don't tend to take as much vacation because they're Absolutely. afraid that they're abusing the policy. So yep. uh, it's, I guess it's all about being yeah, disciplined. It, yeah, it does sound like statistically like people like do take less vacation when they're given this unlimited PTO. So it's, I, I don't know, it, it it's I guess like to me, I, I, well, so my team is pretty chill about like PTO. So like if we need to take a day off then, but then I guess there's also like this kind of glooming, like you don't want to take too much time off. Whereas like in a company where you accrue like vacation days, you could be like, okay, these are the only three weeks that I have. So I'm, boom, I'm just going to take a dedicated three week vacation. Well, and also I think to that point too, is if you don't take those three weeks vacation, exactly. you actually get paid out. The only thing with yes, uh, yes, yes. That's a limited PTO is it doesn't matter. You If you don't use it, it's not like they're like, hey, you didn't use any of your vacation time. Here's three weeks vacation pay. No, no, no. That's not how it works. That, that, this is why, in particular, I've decided at the end, like I don't actually like unlimited vacation policies, that I prefer regular PTO is because if you don't take vacation time, which is fine, like some people can elect to make that decision, but you eventually get paid out for it whenever you leave or at the end of the year or something like that. It's actually money that the company carries on their ledger and pays out to you eventually as money that they owe you. So you, 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 only, you also get paid for the, the, the time that you should have been there, but then you get paid on top of that for the time, the, the PTO time, right? Yeah. And so if you never take it, you get paid out for it. Whereas if you, your company has an unlimited policy, which most of the companies I've worked for for the past 10 years have had unlimited policies. Um, but my first company, when I left, I actually ended up getting paid out for a decent amount of PTO, which was really, really nice. Yeah, especially when you're switching to a new job. You're like, oh, this is a nice it's little It's a nice bonus. little yeah. you know, bonus on the way out of the company. Um, and then just what everyone's been saying, I've noticed that myself in particular that I've ended up uh, at least at previous companies, probably previous to Netflix, I took a decent amount of vacation while I was at Netflix that I took less vacation time at. So I guess if your company has an unlimited policy and that's something that you're interested in, in implementing in your company, just make sure that there are well-defined boundaries, like that we expect you to take at least two. If you're not taking two, you're in trouble. And if you're taking more than five, you're also in trouble. 
fall somewhere there in the middle. It should be defined that people can feel good about taking time off. And then to what uh, the showers were both talking about earlier, people that take unlimited time off feel like they're still working, right? Like there's just that mentality, whereas opposed to like when you're taking a vacation day that you accrued, if it's something that you earned, like when you take that vacation day of something that you earn, you turn off everything because like this is my shit right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> whereas with, you know, unlimited vacation off, you still kind of feel like maybe I should have been in the office today. I'm going to leave Slack on today. Yeah, it's like the psychological implications of having a, It's like so interesting. There should be a research paper on this, like for real. Like, yeah. I would totally read it. I think there is. Oh, yeah. They're probably, yeah. But it would also be interesting, too, to see, is it a saver for money on the company, too, because they're not having to pay out vacation. And also, there's not paperwork for vacation. Usually, that would have to go That's through nice HR part. and everything like that. Well, that is a nice thing, too. Yep. It's, it's yep. less stress on you Cheers. to have to file that. Cheers. Have you ever had a bad work-life balance experience that was like working with a company that, or manager slash boss that, you know, was not delightful to work for? God, well, let me tell you. Well, I can tell you about one of, <laughs> one of my managers. Hey, you want to talk about our manager? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. worse? Yeah. Damn it. Uh, please. No, so when I was working at Reddit, God bless Reddit, uh, and it's actually not even necessarily a product of like Reddit's policies or anything like that. Like Reddit for the most part was a pretty good employer in, in regards to giving people the time off that they needed. Uh, but I used to work on a marketplace, right? An e-commerce website. And so around Black Friday, the Friday right after Thanksgiving here in, in the US, everything's on sale and everything's also on fire. Yeah. yeah, and so I had to work crazy hours to make sure that we were ready for Black Friday because we made like 60% of our income on one day, right? So we had these sales and all these features that had, to, and like it's like drop dead business day. It's like if you don't make this time, it's not like there's another Black Friday. Sure. So really from August, beginning of August to probably like mid-December, so from, you know, for about four months, I was kind of ramping from like, you know, I'm going to say like 50, 60 hours a week until like the, the hours before like the Black Friday sales, I was, pro I was sleeping in the office most nights. And so uh, unbelievable burnout, right? Like I was incredibly stressed and not cheers to that. Cheers. cheers to that. But it was, it was the nature of the beast. I was employee number 29 at Reddit. Like the, it had to get done. And if I didn't do it, it didn't get done. The funny thing is though, and I get that, especially with the startup, is like you can't even necessarily plan too far in advance. But you know Black Friday is coming. But and everything was on fire all the time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think that is the nature of the beast of Not the startup. Not that that's an excuse, yeah. but... No, it well, sucks. Well, it sucks, yeah, but... But it, it is, it's survival, right? Like, right. if you're not fixing, like, when you're working on Reddit, like, if you're not fixing the bugs, the users leave. Yeah, and then mm -hmm. they go to something else. Yeah. It's specific. I, I had a similar experience at an agency. The agency was all of our clients were e-commerce companies. So it was like the worst of all worlds. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, especially when you are able to throw dollar amounts at it, you know, you, you're like, at least for me, I was just the, 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 the you can make threats at like, we're going to lose a, you know, million dollar client, contract yeah. client, client, or, or this client has lost X number of million dollars for, you know, we had an issue one of, with one of our clients. We broke the nav. Um, the the week of Black Friday weekend, <laughs> and um, you know they estimated it as it, it affecting their business by multi millions of dollars. You know, so then it's really hard to not stress out about that kind of thing. Um, like you're saying, I mean, cheers. 
Um, you you have to like it's it's like on one hand I definitely want to encourage people to really look out for the work life balance, but on the other hand, this is a job. You are compensated sometimes to stress about this. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> like. It's not all ponies and unicorns all the time, and like that is an expectation that people set forth on Twitter. But like, it's a job; you have to do it. Like, and thank God, like it's not like we're not like firemen, right? Like, if it's a fireman has like ten fires in a row, you got to put out all the fires, right? If all your servers are on fire, you have to put out all the fires. I, I guess it just it's a balance of for the company even to prioritize what is a fire and what's not. Because I think when they're crying fire for something that's really not a fire, totally that that is really where it's a problem. And I, I know I've definitely run into that at a few places where it's like panic to get something out the door when it's like really that didn't have to be a crazy deadline. We could have like shipping it a week later is really not the end of the world missing black friday that is black friday you can't tell everyone in the world guess what black friday is next friday i thought netflix was super good about that of like we missed a business deadline or not business deadline but a non-business deadline right let's talk about why we missed it but like let's you know push the date we'll come up with like an aggressive deadline or to try and hold ourselves accountable but if you're a week before that release you're you're looking at it you're like yeah, we're not going to do it or we're not going to ship something that's really a great experience. How much time do we need? Ah, we need an extra week. Well, let's just do that rather than everyone staying up all night and all hours to try and get it out the door because that sucks. Nobody's happy. Really, what did we lose if it got out a week later? Well, and like sometimes like you, you misestimate the problem, right? Like sometimes totally. it really is like a no-fault problem. It's like we worked our asses off. We had unexpected speed bumps that we could not have foreseen. Like these are all okay things to say of why we pushed a date. Yeah. Yeah. And it really like affects the quality of what you release too. Like depending on what like are the obstacles that come out and you say, hey, this is the hard deadline that we have to hit. Sometimes you have to like, sometimes like people like try to compensate for that. And inevitably sometimes that's like not, not what you want at all. Well, and that's when people burn out too. Yeah, Because they're, exactly. they're working all hours at night just for something that... If it was a legitimate fire, like your servers are on fire, yeah, that, 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 that's probably a good idea. Sure, yeah. yeah. Last quarter, I was working on, um, on something that I had started from the ground up, and it was kind of my first project that I owned at LinkedIn. Um, and I, I felt a lot of um, pressure to meet this deadline which I didn't realize at the time was like a totally arbitrary deadline, but the way it was being enforced uh, made me feel like it, like this has to happen. And I was the only front end resource on it. Um, and I felt like at the time I had a hard stop on it. And like what I didn't realize was like, I had the power to like be like, you either need to change the scope of the project, you need to change the timeline, or you need to give me resources. But, like, I was so stressed for, like, weeks at a time. Cheers. (laughs) Weeks at a time trying to, like, deliver this deadline. And, like, it's now coming to the end of a whole other quarter later, and I'm still working on it. So, like, like, the hindsight is, like, I was never, ever, ever going to make that deadline. But, like my status on my team at the time like i just didn't know any better to be like this is not good that like i'm going home and i'm working at this at night i'm going home i'm working on this at the weekends because you're trying to 
you're telling me I have this arbitrary deadline I have to hit. And nobody, nobody told me any differently. Um, and so, yeah, it, I'm going to say it again. It was stressful. Cheers. Cheers. One thing that uh, I was told when I first started in this career, and I swapped from a different career, and, and it was very difficult. I was actually at the agency when it was my first job. And so I remember asking my manager at the time, um, does this get any easier? Like, this is really stressful, and I go home at night, and I'm stressed, and I go on the weekends, and I'm stressed because I feel like I always have to work. It's like three hey, cheers. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the advice he gave me was, uh, I said, does this get any easier? And he said, no, but you just, you'll just eventually care less. And like, <laughs> I, I thought that was like one of the that's best terrible pieces thing. of advice that I've ever, yeah, if you think about it at it's like, if you take it literally, then it's terrible. But if you, yeah. if you think about like, the, the, like what that actually means, and I think it's like, and um, what I wanted to say before is kind of going back to what Brian was saying about the firemen is there are some jobs, and in fact, in the industry that I was in before, it was really hard to have work-life balance because as a fireman, if you, if you're on call over, uh, you know, a day off or whatever, you know, like you're, you, you have to work or like in my previous job, I was a hotel manager and no one had Saturday Sundays off. So it was like everyone had different scattered days off. Right. So everyone was working all the time. I think this the same thing true probably if you're a nurse or if you're, you know, in all these businesses that are 24 seven. And so it's really hard to have work-life balance because all these other people are working. And, and, and I think in our industry, there are, um, there are advantages to having like everyone's off the same days. Everyone goes for the holidays and, you know, usually there's code moratoriums put in place so people can enjoy this time off. But I think that to bring full circle, I think that sometimes we stress ourselves out by caring too much and Cheers. <laughs> I'm out of line. <laughs> and I think that like we could do a better job. My, I, I know personally I could do a better job sometimes of just letting it go. So, I, I mean, to touch on the firefighters and the like nurses and everything like that, they have shifts on and off. Like they're, they don't get called in unless they are legitimately on call and they actually get paid to be on call. So, and they're like saving. So maybe I use the wrong example, but when I, yeah. when I was a hotel manager, I was salaried. And yeah. so like, and I would come back from my weekend, which was like a Monday, Tuesday, and I would have hundreds of emails because so much had happened. Like the, 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 I guess my point was the business but did you doesn't have, stop. Oh, the business doesn't stop. So well, you have all this stuff yeah, to follow fair, up on. Fair. You don't have the ability. And even but on you your weekends, like something's to. happening. Were you expected to like... I mean, it's, you know, it's it, maybe there's... I, I, expectation is, is, is relative. But like you, there's things going on that you have knowledge about that maybe other people don't. Whereas when in our jobs, like no, most people are having fun on the weekend. They're doing their own thing and they're not expecting... This actually brings up an interesting Do you guys have like an on-call kind of thing set up at your workplaces? Because that's an interesting kind of tidbit of like work-life balance where you might have to sacrifice some weekends, but then holistically like the whole team maybe gets. Right, your product can't Right, so which is like awesome. And when I was a contractor, I actually got paid double. Ooh. So I volunteered to be on-call during a code moratorium over the holidays because yeah. I was in town and... Cool. Yeah, I also had to bank my vacation time when I was a contractor, and so it just allowed me to get paid for an unpaid week of time. I made the example of the the firefighter, which I, I should probably like, like Derek played off of it. Uh, too, yeah, so fuck you too. Uh, yeah, most of our jobs aren't life and death, so it's it's a yes. poor example. No, but maybe yeah. the hotel manager is a is a more apt example that. 
that there's like the business doesn't sleep necessarily. I, what I guess what I'm what I worry about is I see some newer developers and even older developers come in and just like like I'm only working 35 hours a week and if I don't have a mai tai on my desk and a massage scheduled in my office then I'm not working right like work is hard sometimes right mm-hmm. like I really enjoy my job I've, I've I've enjoyed all of my jobs right so I, we have a pretty sweet life or at least. I do. I have a pretty sweet life and I like to complain about things, but for the most, like, sometimes it is time to buckle down and work. Yeah. No, I, I know what no, you mean. I yeah. totally agree. But then on the flip side of that, the, the days that I do go to the gym in the middle of the afternoon or whatever, and I'm forcing myself to take that time away, I think I am often way more productive if I give myself that, even if it's just half an hour to be away and come back mentally refreshed because I'm not thinking about it. Like, I feel like after I've given myself that time, I'm so much more productive. And I think that's why a lot of managers actually support people. Like, go be involved in activities, go to the gym, go do your mindfulness exercises, like whatever it is you need to do. Um, I think it's a good thing that managers like support people going and actually taking that time for themselves. A lot of people say, I don't have time for that. And I guess that's what I'm trying to get. That's what I'm trying to get at is you can make time for it, but it's hard. It's not easy. It's like yeah. you always think that you're too busy to go to the gym or you're too busy to go to to participate in an in day. There's a lot of people. I mean, I know they 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 claim no work, but there's I have heard. I've been in LinkedIn for three years, and I've heard countless times. I never have an in day because. I'm too busy, but I think you 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 do that to yourself to an extent. Yeah, there's exceptions to that, Absolutely. but I, I 100% agree. Like we, we also have like an Evernote Hack Week, and we're told not to work on anything, and like any actual project. Yeah, work. They, yeah, they're like, and everyone's like pretty set on that, but you know, sometimes yeah. we sneak in. I mean, I do it. I'm like, <laughs> I, I you know, there, there's meetings I really want to go to, or, right. or tech talks, or you know, we have that too at LinkedIn, and like I'm like, oh, I want to go to this, this, and this, and I'm like, I can't do that. I'm too busy this week, but. I'm really not. I mean, I am busy, but I'm really like I can make time for it if I want. Yeah, or on the flip side, you are always that busy. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything that companies can do to help foster a better work-life balance? So, well, actually, this is something I was thinking about this week at LinkedIn. Like, I walked into our little cafe that we have on our floor, like a like coffee break room, I guess is what it would what it would be, and. Like they have stuff to do pour over coffee in our. That's uh, badass. Which is great, right? But I always like wa- I was walking in there almost every day, and I was like I had the o- opportunity to either use the machine or do a pour over coffee, and I was like I never have time to do a pour over coffee. And then I was looking, I was like they wouldn't put this in here if they didn't expect me to take 15 minutes occasionally to make myself a pour over coffee. I was like fuck it, I'm going to make myself a pour over coffee. And it was amazing. And I loved it. And everyone should have pour over coffee. We're going to do it. I used to do it almost every day. And I thought the exact same thing. I was like, I don't have time for this. Like, I just want to push a button and, and get my coffee. But it's, you just it need is, to schedule the time. You and Brian can have an invite there's together. There's two pour over and, coffee yeah. things there. So I'm, all right, there you go. We can like, you know, link arms and like pour it over each other and yeah. stare into each other's eyes. You guys should just like buy a setup for that little sofa area you guys have over by your desks. Mm-hmm. And you can walk over and you can have a bonding experience in the sofa area, make your coffee. Tell each other about our dreams. Yeah. But we have this coffee break room. That's pretty place. fancy. <laughs> Or you could do that too. But like, I think 
uh, like for example, LinkedIn has a gym, right? And yeah. that's sending a message to employees that like, we expect you to take time out of your day to take care of yourself. Yeah. I've heard the flip side of this though. I've heard people, and I've actually had this argument with people and they're like, you know, down in Sunnyvale, they have basketball courts at LinkedIn and people are like, oh, there's never anyone on there. Like these tech companies provide, you know, I'm not just talking about LinkedIn, but they're talking about Google and like these companies provide all of this stuff and no one's ever using them. And that's like the sign that they provided and it's like an incentive to work there, but they're not actually, but they're not, not actually, actually using it. But I think that goes back to the point I was making is I think you can, I, I mean, you have to make time though. I think it's on, yeah. on you as the individual, like they're not going to force you to go play basketball. Right, exactly. I see people at Netflix playing basketball often, actually, but yeah, pretty I, often. I've never played it. One of my favorite things to do, and it's a, it's kind of like not widely known, but LinkedIn has multiple music rooms across their campuses, yeah. and they provide acoustic equipment, electric equipment. They have silent playout rooms, so everything is headphones, but they also have a fully like soundproof playout room. Um, we have an acapella group, so like once a week I'm like gone for an hour and I rehearse with acapella group and like I don't know that I could ever go work at a company that didn't have that now. It's my like highlight of every single week. Um, Which they are start, trying to start at Netflix. Are they actually getting one together? Isn't uh, Yeah, you have a, two alum from, from Intune. Um, what did they? What was the name they came up with? It's got to be some clever pun on the name. It always is. It, it was. Oh, yeah. What is LinkedIn in tune? It's in tune. Oh yeah, that was so good. Airbnb beats. Oh, I like that. I actually, yeah. Evernote wanted to start one, and we were going to call it Evernotes. But oh, oh but that's then, pretty good. Yeah, but but what are some we didn't have enough people. So. Um, there is the songbirds from Twitter. There's. Pin tunes from Pinterest. Boo, get a better name. Uh, <laughs> square registers. That's a smart one. Uh, That's pretty good, actually, yeah. Yeah. But I like so, that one. Shameless plug, Tacapella is usually at the beginning of December, and all of the acapella groups from these companies do a concert. And it's really cool. Um, but yeah, the, the music program, I think, is one of my favorite things that LinkedIn offers. It's very unique to LinkedIn. Yeah, I guess like for Evernote, um, I think we still offer this, but we like just give you like a thousand dollars to like use. Like if a, you have to like show that you're actually using it, like on a plane ticket or like just like a bunch of receipts. But like they're like, hey, by the end of the year, because we had this problem with the unlimited PTO where people weren't taking it. So they're like, okay, well, every year you get a thousand dollars to like to put towards to, your vacation. To, to put towards your vacation. So I think that is cool. They encourage mm -hmm. you to actually take the time to. To yeah. go on a vacation mm -hmm. so that is like a flight or hotel exactly or, yeah but actually like i think a bigger thing that um my team has kind of done to help with work-life balance that i found is like when we moved to agile and we've gotten way better at like kind of costing committing to like certain work i think like even from like a management perspective like for my team like um when we moved to when we went to agile and we like formally had like sprint planning like yeah. story time and stuff like it like it feels like really comfortable to know that like okay this is the amount of work we're bringing in and committing for these two weeks for a sprint and then like no one's like the we know we can get that work done and it's like we give us ourselves like some leg room and there's like lots of like points of communication like times like during stand-up to like bring up hey we can't make this deadline i feel like just kind of doing those things like setting up 
um, that kind of environment um, like really helps with work like that. Yeah, like as helping well. set like expectations, exactly. and prioritizing. I think that's really important. Is just like we've mentioned it here. Sometimes like not everything's on fire. So how do you prioritize <laughs> the work? And I think that can really help everyone feel good about what they're delivering. Yeah. At the end of each episode, we like to share picks of things that we found interesting and like to share. Let's go around the table and share picks of for today's episode. Brian, you want to start? Yep. I have two that actually do pertain to a work-life balance. Uh, one of them is called uh, the Focus app. I, I'm, I may have picked it before, but I'm going to pick it again because it, it's applicable to what I we're doing here. I know you've told me about it. I've, I've never tried it, though. Like, there's the Pomodoro thing, yes. right? Uh, like, work 25 minutes, take a break for five minutes, and then you take, like, four in a row, and then you get a longer break. I have to, I had to adjust it to me because I have I can stay focused pretty well for about 50 minutes and five zero that is um, 15 minutes and then I need a 20 minute break <laughs> uh, 50 minutes and then I take an eight minute break and then I do three of those before I take a 20 minute break do you still do use it yeah that's awesome Cause yeah I, on and off yeah like so sometimes I find that like I'm like staying in the zone and doing really well so I just don't use it but other times I find that my like focus like I'm a little bit more burned out or I'm a little bit more getting back into the swing of things from like vacation or something like that and I'll kind of get back onto it uh, so I really enjoy focus there's a million Pomodoro type things out there you're welcome to use whatever you want I just like to focus because it let me adjust the time periods because 25 minutes is not useful for me I, I found myself doing two right in a row uh, so that's definitely one definitely check it out um, I like it because for 50 minutes I know I'm like working like doing work applicable things and I know at the end of it I can check Twitter for eight minutes or I can hop on Reddit or something like that waste time for it or get up and walk around or get a coffee or something like that you'll pour over coffee yep exactly as long as it fits in eight minutes you need to really increase the yeah time. I don't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I mean it's just like permission to get up and go do a thing right it's also nice because it's on iOS works on Apple Watch that kind of thing actually uh, surprise second pick is to not have an apple watch and i'm looking at the showers right now <laughs> i'm wearing one as well and, and ryan um to, to to more to be more disconnected than connected that and that was important for me i know other people handled a lot better than i did but like getting notifications on my wrist was a huge problem for me like i wear a fitbit but i turned all the notifications off yeah um that was really important for me to just maintain work-life balance because i was getting notified all the time i need to be less connected to the, the world not more connected uh, so my actual second pick, not the anti-Apple watch pick, <laughs> uh, is the uh, website todoist.com. Um, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a really fancy to-do list. I'm a pretty poorly organized sort of person. I don't like doing, I hate what I like to refer to as meta work, which is why I don't like Jira, I don't like Trello, I don't like any of those things. I hate doing work about doing work. So anything that is like that, is the worst. <laughs> um, he lost me. I hate Trello. <laughs> the fact that I'm like, I'm committed to do work about work I'm about to do is just like melts my brain. But the, the reason why I uh, can handle Todoist is uh, because I'm such a poorly organized person. Um, I often forget to do like things that are actually important to me, like you know, call the vet about my dog or. Uh, mail these bills off or things like that. And so what I really like about Todoist is I can throw things on there as like, this is shit that just has to get done. Um, I'll make sure to check it a couple times a day. And then if I forget to do it, 
it reminds me in the morning is like, hey, here are things that you missed. Um, here's what we suggest how you reschedule them, right? It's like you don't have much on next Tuesday. You might want to schedule these things for next Tuesday. And it just kind of like helps you figure out how to like slot things back into your day so you don't have like a Monday where you have 15 tasks. So it works across their app the, and uh, the web, and it's, it's pretty great. So I would definitely suggest that. Awesome. Augustus, what do you have? Sure, yeah. Uh, I actually have two picks that are like from Google. Uh, one is called howtofixatoilet.com. It's like this pretty, it's this article that started Sounds getting... neat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know how to fix a toilet? My toilet is actually broken right now. Oh, so. really? Gus oh. will come fix it for you. Yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah, actually, well, this I'll is a great to, pick. I'll have to Google it. But yeah, it's basically, <laughs> it's like this. Um, it's actually its own website, but it's just an article about um, all the thing, like, kind of a data visualization and like an article of all this, like, um, like how many people have looked up how to do something in Google. And it's like there's a lot of cool like findings and metrics. Um, and like they even like do like, oh, what do certain regions look up for how to, and it's like pretty interesting. I thought it was a really well-written article and the visualizations are super beautiful. So I think it's worth checking out. Um, and then my other pick is um, Google started releasing a bunch of projects. Uh, one of them was called Sketch2AE, where you could take like a sketch file and then like export it into After Effects. Um, and I guess there's like this thing where like um, the layers um, for in Sketch, like they don't translate um, super well, um, and so when you like try to when you rebuild something in After Effects, you have to like do it all again. So they've kind of figured that out. And then I had this like crazy idea because one of my old picks was Lottie from Airbnb, where you can take After Effects yeah. and turn them into React components. So you have like a system where you can take. Ske- no, I'm just kidding, but I don't know. I mean, <laughs> there there is no there is a there's, there's React Sketch. I know. Which Airbnb? Which later? Yeah, but this goes through After Effects. I, don't, I think you messed up. No, you have to go to After you know, like that. <laughs> no, nah, I'm totally kidding. But I, I thought I thought I thought in and of itself was cool. So, Derek, what do you have? All right, so I recently traveled to New York last week, and so my picks are all New York-related and kind of work-life balance because they're not tech-related at all. Um, my first pick is the um, new Freedom Tower. There's an observation deck, which I didn't even know, on 103rd floor, and it's actually really cool. It's very modern. Um, we're recording on September 11th, so I thought it was a good pick, too, because uh, it's... It, yeah, yeah, good call. Um, it's, it shows how we can rebuild, and I mean, it, it is like you're in the future. Like... You, you go up there and the whole they show you this video and this whole screen like goes away and then shows you the view of, of New York City. So, um, and there's a bar on top, so I liked that. Bar. That's the reason. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Empire State I Building has, has no bar on no, top. I understand <laughs> But you were um, telling me I saw, I did not go on this trip with him, but um, when you're riding the elevator, you start and it starts at like, what, 1900? And as you go up, the year increases and the sky oh, changes. Oh, cool! And they actually That's have the so twin cool. towers yeah. when they were As built, and then they kind of disappear like in 2000. But it's it's just really well done. That's so um, cool. Yeah. That's cool. My second pick is Shake Shack because I love Shake Shack. The burgers are amazing. <laughs> and we don't have it on the West Coast. So. <laughs> they are so much better than in and out I don't care what anyone says. That's all I have to say about that one. I'm not. Even <laughs> My third pick is actually, I never thought I would pick something other than Southwest as far as airlines are concerned, because I love Southwest. I even own stock in Southwest and Shake Shack. But, but um, <laughs> okay. okay, there's a there's reason. Okay. 
But um, but Derek uh, had to cut through his bullshit <laughs> to get to his I real flew, reasons. Uh, Jet Blue back from New York, and um, they were amazing. I've heard I've good things. Them, yeah, I've flown them before, and they were okay. But um, so I guess this isn't on all our flights. But they have free high speed internet that you can that they allow streaming, so you can even stream any streaming service. What uh, Netflix? For free. No way. Yes, shit, that's awesome. They're partnered with Amazon Prime, so like their TVs have all Amazon Prime shows. Yeah. shows but um, yeah, you can stream, uh, and it's like it's like. 1.5 to 2 megabits per second, not which is bad. not bad for an airplane. So they're one of the first, if I'm not mistaken, they're one of the first providers to use satellite internet. So everyone else uses this like crazy stupid system, GoGo, right? Yeah. And it yeah. bounces it off the ground, yeah. which is why you can't oh, get anything yes. over water. Well, it's terrible. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't work at all. Yeah, it's amazing. And I mean, I don't mind paying a little bit for internet, but it's annoying when you have to pay for your phone and then you have to pay for your laptop. When it's free, you don't have to worry about any of that. Yeah, GoGo is just annoying. Like, I think yeah, GoGo is And they have Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Oh, there's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have stock with Dunkin' Donuts? No, but we're going to go buy something. Yeah. Sarah, what do you have for us? So I found myself in the last six months um, there was a shift in um, people on our team. I men- started mentoring a reach apprentice, which you should go to LinkedIn and read all about this amazing reach program. Um, but I essentially found myself with a lot of commitments and finding I didn't have as much time at my desk to write code anymore. And so I like struggled for a bit trying to like figure out ways to like get my produ- productivity back up. So Derek hates that I use pen and paper, but I love writing things down. I think I find it very soothing, but it also helps me kind of like plan my shit. And so I invested in this journal and I know people use bullet journals and various other techniques, but I found this one called Best Self. And I just really like that it pre formats a lot of things for you, which I didn't like the investment up front that Bullet Journal would have required. So Best Self allows me to, I have like a month view, I have a week view, I have a day view. So I actually started time blocking 30 minutes at the beginning of my day to sit down and time block my entire day. And so, you know, a lot of people have this uh, inbox zero mentality that they like to have nothing in their inbox. I like to have this like inbox zero mentality in terms of like all of my time is accounted for. So I know that like today I can go to the gym. I realistically have like an hour or more that I could be away from my desk. But I also know that I have three hours to write code today. And so I know I can go to stand up and be like, hey, I'm either going to deliver on this thing today or I'm not. Because I kept finding that I was going to stand up and like, "Eh, I think I can do this thing. But realistically, I was going to stand up and not delivering. And I just started to feel shitty and it compounded on me. Um, so it just, it's been a really useful tool for me to kind of like manage my time and my productivity. It's been a really good tool for me to manage my time and my productivity. Um, and it also gives me 30 minutes at the start of my day to really set myself up well. Um, and I'm really liking it. I'm not suggesting everybody go and spend, you know, 30 some dollars on a journal, but you know, there's methods out there. Some of you should. I like this. I like it. I would recommend it, but I know it's not for everybody. Especially people like Brian who loves to spend as much time as possible planning his day. Yes, this is true. He loves meetings. (laughs) You guys had like the exact opposite picks. (laughs) Some people like to. So now we have a flavor. I'm going to go tell my wife about it because she's going to fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. See? 
I have two picks. One is, I guess you could say it's kind of work-life balance because it's, well, it's tech-related, but it's not coding-related, which is the Movo Photo MTP11, which is actually a, it's good for doing time lapses. Uh, we actually shot with it today uh, while we were recording, but it, it turns the camera slowly on a counterclockwise or clockwise so that you can actually have a little bit more interesting of a time lapse. So I've been playing with that a lot lately. It's kind of fun to play with. So uh, just set it and forget it. So that's nice. And then my second pick is actually Sarah Drasner's SVG animation book. I bought it when it first came out and only kind of flipped through it a little bit, but I've actually started to look at it a lot more and man, it's got some pretty cool ideas for dealing with SVG. So I highly re recommend checking that one out. I just want to say thank you to Sarah for joining us on yet another uh, episode with being her fourth episode. Thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure to have you. She's the better showers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree. <laughs> she takes better showers. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to send us a message, we are always happy to hear from our listeners. You can tweet at us at FrontendHH or find us on Facebook. Any last words? Speaking of Inbox Zero, I would invite all of you to strive for Inbox 10,000. Is that your goal? <laughs> no, I'm already there. Nice. <laughs> <laughs>